Greetings, everybody, and welcome back to episode 65 of Extreme Evo Cast, an all purpose Pokemon podcast where we talk about news, trivia, and everything related to Pokemon. I am your wonderfully potatious host, Lily Sion, and today is a very special episode because I have a guest coming on. Uh, in about a little bit, who knows? I mean, he could show up at any time, really. Uh, I am gonna have someone else joining, and, you know, I, you, I will sort of introduce them, uh, when they appear, I assume, if I remember to do so. I'm sure we'll get to it at some point. Um, but yeah, we, uh, I have someone else to be joining me talking about the very special topic for today, which is, of course, the direct that just happened. But, before we talk about that, let's go into uh, some of the other things. Real quick, you know, I'm going to sort of just absolutely speed through these news. No no hesitation. We're not going to do merch today. I'm sorry. Uh, I want to have as much time as I possibly can for talking about the uh, the new stuff, and I want to have as much time as I possibly can uh, with my guest for today. Uh, so, in the realm of normal news, uh, let's start with, like, the, one of the most important things. Uh, Masters EX, which I, I'm sure we'll talk about these uh sort of when they happen in the direct conversation but master zx is having it's uh having its second anniversary uh special i might actually end up talking about this in another episode we will see i'm not 100 sure uh because i have started to play pokemon masters a little bit surprise surprise i know more on that later um but uh pokemon masters is having its two-year anniversary as we know from the uh from the direct and they're adding a couple new if i can find it uh some new skins or some new skins some new characters for you to pull uh i don't know what they're called (laughs) i started playing it by the way uh here we go uh, they have unveiled the first part of their special second anniversary campaign. This campaign will begin on August 30th, which is already av- uh, available, uh, and it will run... It doesn't say when it'll run to. Oh, here we go. No, they're, it's specific for each character. So Lily and Lunala, my namesake, uh, will run from August 28th. N and Reshiram will run from uh, August 30th. Steven and Shiny Rayquaza will run from September 1st, and a special out for Misty and Psyduck will run from August 28th. Uh, 10,000 gems will be available between August 28th and September 14th. A special season special seasonal scout will run from September 3rd and 10th that will include various previous seasonal sync pairs. So, a lot of new stuff coming to... Uh, to Pokemon Masters, a lot of new skins. I mean, like, I mean, I guess I sort of should mention these sort of new, uh, these new trainers, Lily, Steven, and Anne, they all have special skins, like cool, uh, cool new outfits and stuff, which, um, I wish I could talk more in depth about right now, but I will do it another time. I promise. I want to sort of just get through, uh, the news real quick. So, cause I don't know if I have enough time to really dilly dally here. Um, Another thing on the direct that I will just cover really quickly, uh, Pokemon Cafe Mix is getting a rebrand known as Cafe Remix. <laughs> very, very clever, actually. Like, genuinely clever. Um, they showed it on the direct. Um, Pokemon are now able to eat the delicious meals prepared for them, making them more friendly and be more willing to become staff Pokemon. New puzzle skills that make it easier to clear puzzles and also be introduced in Cafe Remix, as well as the ability to combine megaphones to make them more powerful. Um, 
Pokemon Cafe Mix's update has been officially detailed during the Pokemon Presents. The game will now be rebranded as Pokemon Cafe Remix and features a variety of changes. Yeah, there we go. This is coming from Cerebee, of course. So, lots of new stuff coming to uh, to Pokemon Cafe Mix, or I guess now I should change the, the title of the 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 you know the for the 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 format I have for my notes to remix. I'm probably going to forget that quite a bit, um, but there you go. Cafe Mix is getting a new brand, which 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 was something that uh, sort of was teased before. We knew it was coming, uh, you know, at least or I did on this podcast because you know they sort of talked about it before. They're like, hey, a lot of new things are coming uh, to Pokemon Cafe Mix, and there we go. There's our new stuff. It was sort of a of a one you know one one news segment for every sort of new thing here. Uh, Pokemon Go, the only real thing coming to Pokemon Go right now, other than some of the stuff talked about, which I'll talk about later in the direct segment. Um, there is a new community day coming up soon, and it is the Oshawott Community Day, which which is going to be on. Oh boy, where is that? Soon. It's it's pretty. Uh, I think it's soon. I think the, the last community day was like, cause I know last episode, I think I talked about the, the, the aftermath of the community day. So it's, uh, Oh yeah. September 19th. Okay. So, well, in like two weeks. Uh, so I think I've announced the next Pokemon community, go community day on September 19th. We'll focus on Oshawott and then, you know, everything else that's happening with, uh, <laughs> with the, uh, with everything that happens on the community days as normal. Pokemon Unite, which I think is something that I am uh, able to add to sort of the main trio. So uh, looking like to be a, uh, a four-man sort of news thing. I mean, less so now with like the, the merch and plentiful plushies and stuff. It's sort of just a, a bunch of stuff. But, the, you know, the main trio, Cafe Remix, Masters EX, and Pokemon Go, I kind of think Pokemon Unite will be joining it. Uh, speaking of, Pokemon Unite is getting an update on the day of this episode release uh september 1st which uh blastoise is coming which is so exciting i literally didn't know about it until like today <laughs> i i haven't been really checking in on pokemon unite news so uh the fact that blastoise is coming is super exciting uh, i'm probably gonna play a little bit talk about him uh next episode so nothing really else to say much there and before we move on, you know, apologies for rushing, but I'm just, I'm so excited to talk about the Direct. I, I had to wait two weeks to talk about it. Um, re- real quick, uh, before we move on, I do have a promotional code for you guys. You know I like to give those out uh, every now and then when there is one that is available. Let me see uh, if I can find it. I have it here, but I want to read off sort of the blurb that goes with it. Uh, oh, you know, also something I totally forgot to mention. I kind of just went in like rushing, you know, it's like, I gotta get this done. Uh, if you notice that my voice is uh, sounding different, which I mentioned this also, if you can hear the motorcycle driving by outside, uh, I'm in my dorm room, uh, in my, my final year of college. So, you know, uh, I say this pretty much every time I move house, but if I tend to sound a little different than normal, there you go. <laughs> I, uh, I am in a new dorm. It's a little cramped, a little small. It has, it's, it probably has the same problem as the, uh, the dorm room I was in last semester, which was, it was spacious and it was very tall. So my voice echoed quite a bit. So, uh, apologies if you've gotten used to the sort of padded, uh, basement room that, that, that I was in before, but now you're going to have to maybe deal with a little more echo. 
Anyway, I found the uh, I found the the promotional code. A code was given during the Korean Pokemon Trainers Cup 2021 competition stream. This code allows for all players to receive a Porygon Z based on the one used by Jung Sang Yoon. Sorry if I uh, butchered that name. The winner of last year's tournament. The code is first. So that's like one S T P T C champ. All one word, all capital letters. One S T. PTC champ. So first PTC champ. <laughs> the first Pokemon Trainers Cup champ. Uh, the Porygon is level 50, holds a Silk Scarf, has the Adaptability ability, uh, Tibbin Nature, and has the moves Hyper Beam, Thunderbolt, Dark Pulse, and Nasty Plot. So there you go. I'm pretty sure you can still get this uh, this Porygon. See, if not, I apologize. Uh, anyway, let's move on. All right. And now... It's time for everyone's favorite segment where we talk about a random Pokemon every single episode. Uh, today, it's Pokemon. Hey. What? Hey. Huh? Hello? Yeah. Are you doing random Pokemon of the week? Yeah, I, I haven't I haven't said it yet. You, do you want you want some help? Yeah, sure. You know a little more about competitive Pokemon than I do. It'd be great. I I mean, kind of. Here, let me uh, here, let me uh, just. Uh, hi, what's going on? Hey, hello, DM Goodboy. <laughs> hi, I am, hi, I am DM Goodboy, otherwise known as Cody, and I am a friend of Lily's. Yeah, you're going to be joining me today, and potentially in other episodes, we'll see. Um, we'll see. Do you want to guess the Pokemon based on the number? We can sort of, t- I usually do it for, for the listeners, but if you want to sort of be the tester this time, see if you know Pokemon by their Pokedex numbers. Okay, I don't want to... Um, I don't want to alarm you, but I do think I have a really, really good chance of hitting it. Really? Because uh, in one of the more... I, I forgot if it was the last episode or not, but when you said the number for Wimpod... Really? I, legit, I legitimately said, maybe that's the bug from Gen 7? <laughs> that's awesome. And as soon as you said Wimpod, I lost it so uh yes i would love to try and guess it based off of the number all right this one today is number 478 478 Mm -hmm. so whenever i hear like an upper 400 i always tend to think gen 4 Mm -hmm. so is that like a, a Gabite or a Garchomp? Oh, so close. It's not. It's it's same, same sort of vibes, though. Do you want me to tell you what it is? Yeah. I, it, I, I, like, I like hearing that I was close. Oh, you were dev- I mean, like, yeah, dev- like you, you, got, you hit it on the nail. It's like a late Sinnoh Pokemon. It's Frostlass. Oh! Funny enough, I am... Uh, so one of the things that I've been doing recently is I've been doing a VGC draft league. Oh yeah. And Frostlass is actually one of the mons that I have on my roster. Yo, perfect then. Okay. So, uh, allow me to tell you a little bit about, uh, Frostlass and Frostlass's competitive capabilities. Sure. We're going to go right into the competitive stuff then. Usually I talk about it like just in general first, but I don't mind if you sort of oh, take the No, lead. yeah, let's, so obviously we can talk about it in general first. Yeah. Uh, I personally think Frostlass, uh, Frostlass of course being, uh, the, uh, female exclusive evolution to Snowrunt. Oh yeah. 
um, has an absolutely wonderful shrine maiden design. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I love it. It's such a good Pokemon. It It's an amazing Pokemon design-wise. Uh, type-wise, it's also a really good Mon. Is it the only Ice Ghost? Um, I can check. It uh, might be. There might be uh, one other. I think there might be one other, but off the top of my head, I want to say yes. It is the only one. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I remember, spe- I have, like, a very specific memory of Frostlass. I remember specifically, like, this sort of stays true for all of the Sinnoh Pokemon, but I remember being on, like, a call. Well, back when I was, like, like 10 or something, I don't even remember how old I was. I guess I was, like, 9, because it came out, like, 2009 or something, but... Um, like I remember being in a call with my like best friend at the time looking through on Cerebi.net, like all of the new Pokemon really like that they sort of, that were releasing in gen four, they had like all the Pokemon available. And yep. I remember seeing Frostass and I'm like, Oh man, is that a, like, I, I was so like, I was so excited that we were getting a new evolution from, you know, from snow run. Like that's so cool. Yeah, I I had a very similar reaction to I believe Electivire. Oh god, all like all the all the Gen Four really added so many amazing evolutions. And it was like the only other Gen to really do that was like Gen Two, but like it only did it like very little. But Gen Four really yeah. was like you want all the new evolutions and pre evolutions for like all these beloved Pokemon. Here you go, literally. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, would you like to tell us a little bit about Frostlass's biology? I will. So Frostlass is of course. Uh, an Ice Ghost Pokemon introduced in Generation 4. Uh, it evolves from a female Snorunt when exposed to a Dawnstone. It is the Snow Land Pokemon. Uh, its abilities are Snow Cloak and Cursed Body as its hidden ability, and it's a 100% female ratio, obviously. <laughs> um, it is 4 foot 3, or 1.3 meters, or and 58.6 pounds, or 26.6 kilograms. It's pretty sh- big. <laughs> Like four it, foot yeah, three? That's, that's not that's nothing to sneeze at. That's it's, pretty it's big. It's not that small. No. It's like and uh the weight is also notable because most of the time you have uh I feel like most ghost types don't really uh pack on too much weight, but oh, all yeah. the weight here would obviously be the ice. <laughs> the ice, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um Let's see. What else is there to say? Is there any trivia? Interest? I'm using Bulbapedia, obviously, as always. I'm I like, also looking at Bulbapedia. Yeah, I like to look at the trivia. No other Pokemon is the same co- type combination as Frostlass. We already talked right. about that. Yep. Dude. Oh, <laughs> oh, my God. Because of the sensor in the GTS, you can't... You couldn't... Uh, an English Frostlass couldn't be traded in the GTS in black and white without a nickname because of the the bad, the naughty word in its name. Much like uh, Kofagrigus. Yeah, there's a lot of Pokemon that are like that. They like they have bad words in their name, so you can't put them on the GTS. That's so funny to mm-hmm. me. It's like... That, <laughs> it's really funny that, like, immediately as soon as Black and White added uh, basically the censor for the name so that you couldn't, mm-hmm. like, send a naughty word over GTS. Exactly. They, they ended up with, like, a short list of Pokemon. It's like... Hey, all these Pokemon that like you named yourselves, we gotta. Yeah, we ha- we ha- we have an issue there, but yeah, it's so funny. Mm-hmm. The sensor system in Pokemon has always been like notoriously bad because it's like it'll it'll you know even like even if you're in like an English like on an English language cartridge, you it'll censor like every single word in other languages that are bad. So like if you try to name something like random, 
Like, you can't, like, and it happens to have, like, a Spanish slur in it. You can't name it that because, you know, it just censors everything. Right. Which is, which is so dumb. I remember specifically in, like, Pokemon X and Y, there were so many times where I tried to nickname a Pokemon and it just didn't work because I was like, there, like, there's no bad word here. But in it, it's, it was, like, some random, like, German bad word or something, you know? Yep. You end up get you end up having... Uh, three letters specifically in the right order and the sensor just went off it's so funny um okay so um let's let's look at frostlass's pokedex entries do you want to do you want to sort of take the lead here you can read read some of them sure let me scroll up to them real quick that are interesting uh a lot of them seem to be pretty similar but so, in Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum, it mostly talks about how a Frostlass would freeze its foes with... I like this. In Diamond <laughs> and Pearl, it says nearly negative 60 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. But in Platinum, it specifies negative 58 degrees Fahrenheit breath. Yeah, and then in black and white, it was also negative 58, and then in X and Y, they reversed it back to negative 60. Yeah. <laughs> they, they really couldn't decide how cold Frostlass's breath was. They were like, yeah, somewhere around here could be negative 59, who knows? And we then, haven't measured it. And then finally, all the way down in Shield, it says it again at negative 60. So I guess that's, mm-hmm. the, that's the answer. Black and yeah, white and platinum were just wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Um, also in Diamond and Pearl, they reveal uh, what seems to be its body is actually hollow. Mm-hmm. And here's a little bit of ghost-type creepiness. Oh, of in course. Platinum, we also learn that it is said to then secretly display its prey after freezing it. Oh my god, so it makes them into like little statues? <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah, it makes like a little museum out of the things that it's frozen to death. Yep. That's oh my god! Every single ghost type Pokemon has some horrible, like secret yep. lying in their Pokedex entries. It's crazy. Always oh and my god. in in Shield, it talks about how it brings frozen prey back to its lair and neatly lines them up. Jesus Christ! Um. And in Sword specifically, uh, after a woman met her end on a snowy mountain, her regrets lingered on. From them, this Pokemon was born, which I'm pretty sure is just like uh, like the actual Japanese mythological uh, influence on Frostlass is like that story. Yeah. Um, and I... its fa- <laughs> its favorite food is frozen souls. I was gonna say I love the jump from like oh it's a it's yeah. a you know this is the history behind it oh and also it eats frozen souls. You know I I prefer a nice <laughs> uh, a nice chicken sandwich from yeah. insert fast food chain here. Yeah. And hey, you've you've never tried a frozen soul? I've heard they're pretty good. I they're so hard to find. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. like. Every time, every time I go to my local creamery, I'm just like, "Hey, do y'all have any frozen souls?" And they're like, "Ah, we just sold out. <laughs> we just sold out." <laughs> and you can try to make them homemade, but they just don't come out the same. No, they're not as good. They're not as good. Nope, not at all. All right. Um. So, le- I guess the only thing left before we do the the competitive information, let's talk about. Let's you know we do we do 
we do be doing shiny ratings on this podcast, though. Oh, yeah. And you know that I rate them from 1 to 10. I still have not, I, if my memory serves me right, I still not have still not have had a 10 out of 10 shiny yet. Mm-hmm. I got, I've gotten to like a 9, maybe like a 9.5. Yep. It's been, I've, it's, like 60, it's like the 65th episode. I don't remember all of them, but it's yeah. close. Uh, I've never had a 10 out of 10, as far as I can remember. It might, that might not be true. Uh, but... Most of them never reset high. What do you What are you thinking for this one? It sort of gets like, it's 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 interesting. The the bow on the back, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of ties it together is like a nice yes, nice like a nice pink. Yeah. So uh, to explain to our listeners real quick, um, <laughs> the shiny for Frostlass is not too different. I personally really like these shinies. Yeah. That like don't really change too too much. Uh, the blue accents on the sleeves, quote unquote sleeves, mm. and uh, the icicles seem to be a little bit darker, mm. as well as the red bow, type, kind of like to be like the belt of a kimono, uh, is now like a nice magenta-ish kind of pink. It's really nice. It's like the, it takes like a like because the the red on the original design is very. Like it stands out a lot if you uh-huh. sort of look at it from like the the, the you know the whites and the blues. It's sort of just like a bright red, but the the magenta really blends in with like the darker like almost turquoise that that it makes the the blue accents. I think it really like I kind of like it better than the original design. It's just in form of like you know color yeah. theory. It's it's really nice to look at. Uh-huh. Definitely yeah, a high rating. Definitely a high rating. Um, I don't know about you, but I know I personally know what my 10 out of 10 shiny is oh really yes i know my 10 out of 10 shiny which a lot of people would give me flack for mm. is riolu and lucario oh that's a good one that's a classic you know you, yeah yeah i can understand that i don't know if i would rate them a 10 out of 10 mm. but like that's you know that's totally valid I'm, I, I i i'm pretty sure all of our 10 out of 10s would probably have at least some amount of bias oh 100 percent. yeah um yeah. it's opinionated but yeah Judging by the fact that that that's your ten out of ten, what do you what are you thinking for a rating for Frostlass? We can kind of average it together to give it like a definitive mm-hmm. rating. Uh, I I'm thinking somewhere around the eight to nine range. Really? Um, I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, like as far as like the way that shinies work for me, I really like the slight color changes. Um. I really like uh, sometimes just like palette swaps or oh, like oh yeah the, like 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 we see with like uh, Lucario and Riolu where it's like uh, the cream of the torso becomes the yellow that swaps with the blue. Yeah, yeah. I like I like when shinies do that, and also I'm a sucker for the lime greens. Oh yeah. Oh, of course. Like yes, beyond. Mm-hmm. I gotta but say, yeah, I think I would, um... I'd I'd sit I would sit uh, I'd sit nicely at an eight. Wow. Yeah, I I was gonna say seven. Um, I was gonna mm-hmm. say that it you if like a really really good showing of its of its the the changes between its shinies are actually the the Pokemon home sprites because you can really see yes. that like the inside of its face is like a super bright purple in the original, but it kind of dulls it down. I love shinies uh-huh. that like dull the colors down and make them a little bit more like they, it makes them sort of blend together better like to the eye. Kind of. Um, oh, I don't. I don't know uh, color theory. Would this be like a, a decrease in saturation? Yeah, yeah, because it, it sort of lowers the brightness of the of the colors and kind of makes them blend together a little bit more. I don't know if it's exactly desaturation, but it's a, that's the closest thing to it. Yeah, yeah. I, I would give it a 7. So I guess Frostlass's overall rating for right. both of us is like a 7.5. 
I think yeah, I think I'm that's fair. That. I think that's good. I think that's a good uh, good one. Yeah. All right. So I am going to let you take the lead here. You know, I have the right. the Smogon page for Frostlass open, but I, I'm going to just sort of let you do your thing. Yeah. I I also have the Smogon page open mainly because uh, I want to kind of go over like the base stats and stuff like. Oh that. yeah, the base stats. Yeah. So, uh, Frostlass, I can say this much does not see much play in your meta VGC. Mm. Uh, the main reason because of that is all of its stats are a little too low. Um, your highest stat on Frostlass is a a speed stat of 110, which is nothing to scoff at. That's yeah, a really good, good speed stat. Uh, all of your defensive stats across the line, HP, defense, special defense, all 70, and you have the exact same offensive stat, uh, attack and special attack, are both 80. So what that means is Frostlass, funny enough, speaking of Lucario, is in a similar boat to Lucario where you could go physical or special. Mm-hmm. Personally, when I was using when I was using Frostlass in uh, my draft VGC environment, I mainly took it as checks to two specific things. One, because it's a ghost, it's a good switch in when you think your opponent is going to fake out. Mm, oh yeah because the fake out won't deal any damage uh if you're running a sash on Frostlass, which is probably the best bet it's not too bulky um it won't break the sash or anything like that um also uh to talk about the abilities quickly before i kind of run down like what i would do for a Frostlass. Mm-hmm. uh the best ability on Frostlass is Snowcloak. Snowcloak is going to give you evasion when it is hailing the vgc format we were using was series 9 so we still had dynamax and very commonly uh the pokemon i would dynamax had an ice move so i would always have that hail to switch frostlass into oh that's smart Mm -hmm. but yeah overall frostlass is a pretty decent mon kind of just shy of being uh, super relevant in a uh, like the VGC meta or uh, uh, showdown meta as we can see on Smogon uh, she's in the PU tier so it doesn't seem too much play but uh, the really important thing or what I would recommend with Frostlass is uh, we got two really good moves in Sword and Shield that work perfectly on frostless oh yeah i can see that yes so from the isle of armor move tutors i think it was isle of armor right mm-hmm. yeah it was isle of yeah. armor from the isle of armor move tutors we got the moves poltergeist and triple axle poltergeist is a very unique move that actually finds itself at home on uh, a lot of ghost types in the uh, in the VGC scene, uh, the one that comes to my mind immediately is Dusk Noir on Trick Room teams. And Poltergeist is a base 110 power move with 90% accuracy that can only hit a Pokemon that is holding an item. Obviously, in a competitive format, 9 times out of 10 the Pokemon is going to be holding an item. Whether, <laughs> yeah. or not, whether or not it consumes the item before that is up in the air, but 
Poltergeist overall is just a very good move. Mm-hmm. Triple Axel is probably my second favorite of the new move tutor moves. It's so good. Yeah, so if you don't know what Triple Axel does, Triple Axel, uh, it is stated as 20 base power, 90% accuracy. But it hits three times, and every successive hit does more damage than the last. So I'm not sure of the numbers, and I don't know if Bulbapedia is going to tell me. the Like the exact numbers of the damage? Yeah, so it looks like uh, since each... Okay, so each strike is 90% base accuracy. Yeah. So uh, this is I'm just going to read this straight off of Bulbapedia because I don't want to try to explain the math. <laughs> you basically have 73% of a chance to hit all three times. It's pretty good. And if you hit... And if you hit all three times, that's 120 base power. Oh, yeah. So it's essentially a, a, a base it, 120 power ice move with multiple hits, but it's a 70 accuracy, which is right. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, actually, looking at the math here, it does double. So the first hit does 20 base. The next hit does 40 base. And the hit after that does 60 base. Yeah, because like compare it to a move like, well... I was I was gonna say compare it to a move like hyper beam, but hyper beam is actually a horrible example because it. Right. Uh, let's what's another move that has like really high power but low accuracy? I mean, like you know, compare it to a move like hydro pump, I guess, where it's a, uh, it's an eighty percent accuracy, but it's like it's it its power is one ten. So triple axle yeah. is essentially like a little bit higher power, but like only seven percent less accurate than yeah. hydro pump, which is a good a really good, uh, you know, turnoff I think. Or, uh, exactly. Uh, this tri- uh, access to triple axle is the main reason why I feel <laughs> uh, you'll normally be running uh, a physical frost last. Oh yeah. So maybe using a jolly nature to make sure you get uh, as much speed investment as possible. Make sure you're outspeeding those base hundred mons. Uh, also, triple axle is a great answer to any dragons that you might be facing. Oh, of course. Especially if they're trying to get uh, get away with some focus sash shenanigans. Triple Axel should not just break the sash, but break the mon all the way down. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's interesting. Thank you, by the way. Uh, I think it's no interesting that I was going to say that um, Frostlass is... Is PU in Sword and Shield, but it's it's UU in uh, in it's Sun and Moon, and I think it's a really inter- at least in on Smogon, it's a really interesting uh, evolution because before it was just like a suicide lead. <laughs> yeah, it literally like that's, that's all it did. It's, it's also probably worth noting that it does get access to spikes, so it can set up hazard. Yeah, so which it's is like always good. I, I'm glad to see that it's getting some good because like its move sets or its move set in in Sun and Moon was kind of garbage. I mean, it wouldn't be a suicide leave if it had good moves. So it's like it's good to see that it's getting it got some good moves in the Isle of Armor. So it like can actually be an attacker. I mean, it's a PU attacker, yeah. but like still a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. That's cool. Yeah, and it could very well be the case that because Sword and Shield doesn't use the full roster of all of the Pokemon. It could be that uh, the limitations of the Mon Pool end up making Frostless a less good option. Mm-hmm. Where it's like other Mons are just going to be better at using Triple Axel, be better at using Poltergeist and stuff like that. Right, right, yeah. Which is why, I, like I said, you're, this is not really 
a sort of meta mon <laughs> that you're going to use in uh, your showdown singles, unless you're doing P-U-R-U, mm-hmm. um, or namely in the VGC. But I can say from experience, uh, definitely worth going for uh, if you're doing a draft league where yeah. you can know where you can kind of plan ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's like give 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 some of these these you know these Pokemon that might be not so great. Give give them some love. You know, I mean, Frostlass mm-hmm. has got a unique typing. It's got interesting moves. You know, give try out some new Pokemon. I, that's always sort of the. The vibes I want to give with with you know why sort of why I go over the competitive viability of some like just the random Pokemon I generate because it's like hey you never know some someone might like be making a team when they listen to this episode and it'd be like oh you know I'm gonna use Frostlass now you know yeah Frostlass will very easily find a home on any sort of uh, hail team mm, oh yeah definitely mm-hmm. uh, speaking of hail real quick before we before we we move on to the the juicy news. Um, every time I see a Pokemon with cursed body, it's sort of unrelated to Frostlass, but every time I see a Pokemon with cursed body, I'm just remembered of the, the horrible tragedy that is, uh, Gengar and his <laughs> l- losing levitate. It's like, oh, it's so sad that he, that he got levitated or he lost levitate for cursed body. Ugh. Yeah. I, I mean, like, cursed body is not bad, but mm-hmm. it's no I... levitate. When did Gengar, Gengar lost cursed body in gen six, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, it lost Levitate in Gen 6. Or yeah. no, it, no, it lost, it, sorry, it lost Levitate in Gen 7. It had Levitate in Gen, from 3 to 6. Yes, yes, okay. What, what did it have in Gen 2? Uh, did Gen, I don't think Gen 2 had abilities. Gen 2 didn't have abilities? Oh, yeah, Gen you, 2 you, didn't have abilities. Oh my god, you're right. Why did Abil- I think, Abilities oh. only came to be in Ruby Sapphire. That still blows my mind every time I hear it. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, oh, Gengar, poor th- you poor thing. Yep. I remember when uh, Sun and Moon came out, and uh, I think they actually showed that Gengar got Cursed Body in a trailer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was talking, because I was actually uh, really into uh, doing singles, like OU singles with my friends in college, and... Uh, one of them really liked using Gengar, so when Gengar switched over to Cursed Body, I was like, don't worry, you can make it hold an air balloon. <laughs> it's like nothing changed. Oh, yeah. Oh. Poor you poor thing. Alright, are you ready to talk about the big the big stuff? The stuff that I couldn't talk about last episode because it happened the day after the episode came out. <laughs> oh still though oh man it's it's still like it's still hype i'm still super excited about it i've been waiting for two weeks to talk about this stuff i know it's kind of old news at this point but i I finally get to give my give give my thoughts about it um so yeah there if you don't know what we're talking about there was a direct the day after last episode came out so i guess like technically like literally two weeks ago from now from like when you the first chance you'd be listening to this episode um showed us a ton of stuff like Pokemon, you know, Legends Arceus, BDSP, some other fun stuff we'll be talking about. Uh, I guess we can... Some other slightly less relevant stuff. (laughs) Yeah, say, still cool. And I guess we can sort of, we can can start with, I think, I think the very first thing that showed on the Direct, which was the Pokemon Unite announcement, that it was coming to mobile finally. Yes, we now have 
a release date for Pokemon Unite, and we know that it'll be coming to mobile September 22nd. Oh, I'm so excited to play Unite for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's finally it. coming out. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, yeah. It's not like I played it on my Switch that I'm staring at right now. <laughs> uh, and um, so uh, what is it again? What are the – like it's – they're doing a I – don't, I don't have it open in front of me. Maybe you do. But yeah. I don't uh, – they're doing like when it reaches a certain amount of downloads, you get gifts sort of yeah, globally. Yeah, so uh, I was – I – I wrote it down in my notes. I uh, I remember the uh, the criteria, like the numbers. Mm-hmm. So uh, the rewards for pre-registrations for mobile is if they reach 2.5 million pre-registrations, Oof. they are going to give out the Unite license for Pikachu. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. If they hit 5 million... Uh, they are going to give out a special Hollowware. That's what it's called, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, Hollowware. Yeah, a Hollowware for Pikachu, which is Special Festival. It looks really cool. I really like it. Yeah, it's it's nice. It's cute. It's got uh, the very sort of... Uh, whenever, I, whenever I think of, uh, like, a Japanese festival... <laughs> uh, I I always think back to when I was watching a playthrough of Persona Four, oh, and uh, the girls in Persona Four when they went to like the festival that was in town wore a similar outfit to this. Right. I don't, I, yeah, I don't know the exact like significance or like what that outfit is called, but it's obviously very you know, uh, it's probably something that people wear in real life. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like it a lot. It like it makes me want to play Pikachu because it's it's cute. It's very cute. Yeah. But um, wait, you're telling me you won't play you won't play uh like bad boy gangster Pikachu with the tilted baseball cap. Oh yeah. I do have that one. I was going to say didn't they did they give out uh, like I f- I sort of forget. I mean it's, it's already been out for a while. Um did everyone not already get Pikachu outfit. for free? Oh right, they yeah. You got, I yeah. think, I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, that's what it was. I thought for for yeah. some reason I thought you got Pikachu for free, but you no, know, you're right. It was it was the outfit. I don't think I even mm-hmm. have Pikachu. Come to think of it, so I guess I'll have to. Well, I guess you'll get it. We'll get him for free if we mm-hmm. if it reaches two point five million uh, downloads, which I'm totally expecting us to reach all, both of them one hundred percent. I mean, like with yeah. with how popular Pokemon Unite was when it first came out on the Switch, I'm not surprised. I would not be surprised if we like killed it. Uh-huh. Um, oh, and apparently there's another pre-register award that oh. was not mentioned because I just looked up uh, an article and apparently at 1 million uh they gave everyone 1000 AOS tickets. Oh, wow, damn. Okay. Uh it's been 2 weeks. I imagine we've hit that already. <laughs> I I guarantee it. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, we've already hit the uh, Pikachu U- uh, Unite license. Oh, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So, so, yeah, like I said, I don't have all of the direct uh, stuff. I was sort of hoping that you would. What else did yep. they announce before the two big ones, obviously? Yes. So, uh, just kind of, well, still for Pokemon Unite, uh, they oh. did announce that they will have crossplay. Oh, yeah, that's right. So people on mobile will play against people on Switch basically oh that's interesting uh, i remember as, mm-hmm. <laughs> i remember um 
someone like I was watching some streamer. I don't remember who it was. I was watching like just some streamer play Unite, and something that really uh, got me was um, they were talking about like you know how hard ranked is and like how hard it is to climb. And they're like, one of them was like, dude, just wait till mobile comes out. You'll fight against like really bad players, and you can just <laughs> climb ranked. That happens with like every game that also gets a mobile release. That's like you know, crossplay and like you know PVE or PVP because yeah. it's like oh, people on mobile just won't be as good. <laughs> It's exactly. really funny. <laughs> I, I know from experience, I do not like playing games on my phone. No, I hate it. Like, I use my phone for social media, and if I'm going to play a game on my phone, it's it's going to be Sudoku. Yeah. It's like literally the only, I'm pretty sure, like, the only game that I have on my phone is, like, Genshin Impact, and that's literally only because I just have it on my phone, so if I forget to log in for my dailies on the computer when I'm, like, going to bed at night, I can just tap it on my phone and open it and go to bed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's it. That's, I don't even, I don't play it on mobile, because, like, ga- I don't think phones were ever supposed to play games, like, genuinely. Not really, no. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, also, just, uh quick to also note on unite you will be able to link your accounts so the progress you make on mobile will be the same progress you make on switch oh that's actually fantastic i was wondering about that i forgot about exactly um maybe another situation like your genshin impact where you can make sure you're uh, (laughs) just logging logging in for to get your dailies honestly probably yeah oh man Mm -hmm. that's not a bad idea and then finally for pokemon unite uh we were confirmed two new are they called fighters oh that's right i I think they're just pokemon yeah i forgot about that oh my god so the two new pokemon that were confirmed were mamoswine which i personally really like yeah so good such a good choice and do you remember the other one sylveon right sylveon yeah oh yeah i mean like i i people people were expecting sylveon for the very beginning because it's sylveon or at least all evolution but like mamoswine is such a good pick i i'm really Mm. hoping like obviously we've gotten pokemon like cramorant and crustle where it's like pokemon that aren't nearly as popular and they're like they're adding them in obviously just because you know they want to have some diversity and it was kind of scared that they would be like okay we've added enough diversity let's just add like every single really popular pokemon from now on and never add like another like random one and i think that mamoswine is a really like is showing that that's not true i think they're going to keep adding like some 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 unique pokemon which makes me honestly just so much more excited for the it new is, ones yeah it is really nice that pokemon unite is not just starter royale <laughs> you're right not like smash yeah exactly um oh man yeah that, that's that's so exciting gen yeah. 2 still doesn't have a rep unfortunately blissey oh you're, you're right yeah, I, yeah, you're right. Yeah, wow. Why? Hey, we we have a we have a Pokemon Blissey's from the generation right? now. Oh, Blissey's been out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because Blastoise is coming tomorrow. So, uh-huh. or right. today, I guess, if you're listening to this. <laughs> um, yeah, true. But yeah, well, you're right. Wow, I totally forgot. Well, that means we have a, a Pokemon from every generation and, and unite. That's pretty cool. Yep. Uh, would you like me to run through just like the rest of the? I don't want to say less important, but like the smaller <laughs> no, stuff from the direct. You can say less important. Uh, okay. I already talked about Cafe Remix, so you don't have to cover okay. that. Uh, yeah, I was about there... to say Cafe Cafe Remix is basically just Cafe Mix, but with new puzzles and new abilities that you can do. Also, mm-hmm. Lucario's in it, so now I'm going to play it. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, you and Lucario. <laughs> yep. Uh, they announced some stuff for Pokemon Masters X. Uh, because it was the two-year anniversary. Oh, yeah. I did talk about, like, all the new skins and stuff that came out with it. Yep. 
the big ones that were on the direct were Cygnus Suit Leon with oh, Eternal yeah. Disc and the uh, Anniversary End skin with Reshiram. Oh, yeah. I don't know, like, how, like, rare, because, like, for not to talk, not to bring up Genshin Impact again, but like I haven't I haven't played many gacha games in the past, but like um Genshin is like the like the five star characters are really, really, really hard to get. Uh, or like you know the most rare the most rare characters are really really hard to get it takes yep. like months of work uh i don't so like i've sort of been tainted because genshin was my first gacha game ever so every time i get like a super rare pull in like a random gacha game that i downloaded i like i get super excited i don't know do you know anything about pokemon masters because like yeah i so mm-hmm. i was gonna say i got the um the leon skin i was pretty high. i downloaded it for the first time like after the direct because i was like oh i want to get those three pulls and I and I I never played it before. It's pretty fun, yeah. um, but I got the Leon skin. And like, is that like rare, or they are like the the, the five star whatever they are? Like, are those pretty common in that game? So, uh, I I played it for a good couple months after it came out, mm-hmm. uh, which is surprising to think that was two years ago. Oh my um, god! Yeah, um, oh, some aging. some of the five stars are handed to you. Really? Yes. Uh-huh. Um. But five stars are very rare to pull. Oh, well, look at that. Um, I remember specifically when I was playing. This was this wasn't EX. This was <laughs> oh, yeah. this was the original Pokemon Masters. Like the pull you wanted to get was Brandon with Trico. <laughs> yeah, because Trico had Leaf Storm. Right, and, and Leaf was... Storm hit like a truck. <laughs> Damn, that's cool. Yeah, and and Brandon was a tier five. Oh, yeah. Uh, they also end up doing uh, like these specific pulls that you can end up doing, where like certain trainers are more likely than others. I right. think I think actually, if you go into Pokemon Masters, there's like a drop down menu that actually tells you the percentages. Oh, of really? each trainer, yeah. Oh, okay. I'll have to look after this mm-hmm. then. If I remember that correctly. That's um, cool. Also, they teased a new story arc coming to Pokemon Masters X. Oh, yeah. That just looked like the Rainbow Rocket thing from Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Pretty exciting. I never actually did. That's like the only post-game I've never done. I Same. never did like the the Rainbow Rocket stuff, which I should have done because I heard it's pretty yeah. good, but... It looked really interesting. I just, like, I didn't play through Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. Mm-hmm. I, I think I was just, like, on one of my low points with Pokemon at the time. Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's it for Pokemon Masters X. Uh, there was also Pokemon Go on, <laughs> on uh. the Direct, but literally everything they talked about has since passed. Yeah, like the, like the Ultra whatever ultra unlock part three is like literally ending like ended today <laughs> as yeah, we're recording I, this so yes exactly uh, i believe uh i think depending on when this podcast is this podcast episode is released like if you're listening to it right away you may still have a chance to go get a zamazenta raid yeah, so maybe <laughs> that's maybe. not even a guarantee. <laughs> yeah, so, like, exactly. Yeah, for the people who for the for the people who listen to these episodes, like right when they come out, you so you get that extra treat. 
<laughs> yeah, you get that extra treat. Open up Pokemon Go. Yeah, get, go play Pokemon Go right now and get Samazenta. Yeah, sadly, this is an hour in, so you've already lost your hour. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, uh, is that it? Is that everything? Are we ready to that, talk about the, the big that, ones? That is it for everything that is not... Uh, BDSP or Legends Arceus. Oh, okay. Let let's let's start with BDSP, obviously, because it's the smaller of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, like, re- the thing is, the thing about BDSP is that we really don't have too much to talk about because, like, it's just a remake of the game. Exactly. You know, it's like they're not like uh, we have some new things like um, following Pokemon, of course, which is such a yep. good surprise. Oh my god. I was um, very happy to see it. Also, I think it's important to note that in the direct, uh, the lead up for BDSP and uh, Legends Arceus was one of the like 15, 20 second shorts with like the starters. Oh, yeah. And very notably, uh, BDSP's was very cute. Piplup does a jump. <laughs> oh, that's uh, right. Chim- yeah. Chimchar does a backflip. And then. Uh, Turtwig tries to jump but barely gets off the ground so the other two throw him up into the air and then he just lands. Uh, and so wholesome and adorable and then there's the Legends Arceus one. And then there's Legends Arceus and I think I specifically yeah I specifically wrote that they're a lot more serious. Oh yeah. Like they oh, all did like an action shot for the camera when the Sinnoh starters were just like you know why you're here you love us you know us. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, one one of the most important things I want to say about the the uh about BDSP something I noticed like literally right before I I started recording was uh that when you ride a bike your trainer wears a helmet now like they should oh I actually they, didn't notice that. yeah they literally like it was just in that big but like it was just in like one clip of like uh, when they were just showing a bunch of clips like you know super mm-hmm. fast past each other and I noticed that they were going down route I want to say like 209 i can't remember if that's the right one but it's the one like right above uh, Warburg the... city where you catch pony time uh, is in, it in with the game. B- is it with the bicycle route oh yeah probably that's like that's or, a good or, point or uh bicycle road i th- yeah, yeah, think yeah that's 209 i think that's true no no 209 is the is the the, the good music one <laughs> the one with the spiritum uh statue or the spiritum you know i think it's route 206 yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah, it's, but it's, it's noticed... Route 206 is with uh, Cycling Road. Oh, I was close. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can, uh, you can. See, I, I'm pretty sure I might have, I might have saw it wrong, but I'm pretty sure that they're wearing a helmet, which is nice to see. That's really <laughs> neat. The most uh, important thing. <laughs> the little detail I noted uh, when I was watching through the trailer was it seems like we have free axis movement. Oh, where really? Instead of. Uh, Eight directions is what I would imagine it would be, uh, like we had in X and Y. Uh, it looks like we have a full 360 degree. Uh, so it's so it's like let's go Pikachu Eevee. That's really good. That's yeah. good. To, I think that's gonna really improve the game. Mm-hmm. Like genuinely. Yep. But ultimately, what this direct kind of gave us was a bunch of confirmations. No, oh, yeah, like hey, all this stuff in the old game is coming back. Yep. Like almost uh, all of it. Yeah. So uh, to kind of run through it. Stickers and seals are back. Uh, And not only are they back, you can rotate the ball and you have three dimensions for your stickers. 3D. So Um, good. This was really cool, and I didn't look this up beforehand, but the union room is back. 
Yeah, I do remember that. Oh man, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I assumed you know they do something yeah. with online. I like that they they didn't just do like a mm-hmm. like like they did an X and Y with like the the Y menu or whatever it was called. Like mm-hmm. they're actually doing it like you would have done in the original games. That's fun. Yep. Uh, speaking of X and Y, this mechanic started there. We have style. We are oh, able. Oh yes, this I is this is a new that. thing. We are able to now dress up Lucas and Don however oh. we want. That's so exciting. I'm really excited about that. Yeah, I I personally really like dressing up my trainer. Oh, uh, me too. Right now, I think in Sword and Shield, I've got like a full yellow suit on. <laughs> nice, nice. Just because just because yellow is my favorite color. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Style and Sinnoh, their contests are back. Oh, God, I'm so excited. I loved the contest so but much. But it looks like it's a new system. Mm-hmm. that I said DDR? <laughs> oh, that's right. It has, like, the DDR aspects to yes. it. I forgot so about that. It looked like you could still choose the move that the Mon has for, like, appeal and stuff like that in the right sort of, uh, in the sort of, like, contest-type vein, right? Yeah. Um, but... All, along the bottom, there was definitely, like, a, a DDR hold bar. Like, you were supposed to, like, hit it, hold it for a certain amount of time, or just, like, mm-hmm. tap it at the right time, stuff like that. Yeah, because in, in Diamond and Pearl, they had, like, the contest had that, that part where you, like, dress up your Pokemon, and, like, you kind of go through, like, a like a synchronized dance routine, yep. right? Like, before you get to the actual contest part? Yep, and that part was basically just to sh- show off how well you dressed up your. Yeah, Pokemon. so it it almost seems like they're combining the two into like into one. Mm-hmm. It def- cool. it definitely didn't look like we're gonna be able to put outfits on our Pokemon, which I makes know. which makes sense <laughs> because now we're playing with three D models, not two yeah, D exactly. sprites. Yeah, they might they might you might be able to do something, but I doubt it. Maybe they'll make maybe they'll make stickers count for appeal. Oh, that'd be that, nice. That would be an that would be an easy way to kind of uh like still kind of implement that aspect of yeah. it where uh it's something outside of the actual contest that you have to do for your Pokemon mm-hmm. in order to make it so that they do better in the contest. Yeah, and giving giving people more of an incentive to use seals other than just mm-hmm. like first style. Um, okay. The the next thing, the underground is coming back. And and yes. something and I want to talk about this. The the Pokemon in the underground. It's really interesting now. You can you can like find and catch Pokemon in the underground, just like chilling there. In yeah. like these like specialized rooms. It seems like the layout is different too. Because I had like yes. an entire episode of this a podcast about the Sinnoh Underground. It was like episode like six or something. It was really early in the lifetime, but I remember specifically like I talked for like an hour and a half just about the underground. Um, so I'm super excited to see it coming back. And then, you know, secret bases, of course, all the things that sort of came with the underground mining, uh, all that stuff. Nothing really like super, you know, crazy to talk about. But the the, the finding the Pokemon in the underground is, is very, very cool. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Um, and sort of, I think, because of the the new like big rooms that you can find Pokemon in. It looks like the layout is different. It's not mm-hmm. the same as before. It looks uh, like it might all be connected. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, because if you remember in uh, like original Diamond Pro Platinum, you had to drop down into the underground from specific spots to get in specific sectors. 
Yeah, because they were all sort of... They looked like they were all connected, but they weren't. Yeah. So what what could very well be the case is they still have those sectors, but now those sectors are connected by... I called them grottos. That's a good word for it, I think. Where... And like these, and the grottos are just the rooms where you'll find the Pokemon. The Pokemon aren't gonna be in the normal tunnels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like specialized rooms for it. Yep. But yeah, uh, what I wrote down about the underground is you still have the same digging mechanic in the wall, mm-hmm. where you'll use either the hammer or the pick to take out your spheres and your uh, traps and your stones and shards and fossils and all that good stuff. Oh, fun. You still make an underground base. Oh, so exciting. And it did look like you still play Capture the Flag with yes, your friends. That was, oh my god, me and we, my friends, we played that for hours. I never got the chance to do that until, oh. like, the end of, like, Platinum's life cycle. Mm-hmm. But it looks like it's not a flag. It looks like it's the orb that, like, sits by your door. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did see that. But... I did take note of this. Mm-hmm. In the trailer, uh, something also important to note is that in those grottos, the Pokemon you find in the grottos spawn based on the statues that are inside your secret base. Oh, really? Yes. That's interesting. They, they mention that in the trailer, and they also mention that <laughs> in the grottos, you will find Pokemon that are not normally found uh, in the wild in Sinnoh. Oh, so like exclusives to the underground. That's good. Yes. And I don't, I don't think it's as far as say, uh, expanding the Sinnoh decks. I, yeah. as far as I understand, we still have our base Sinnoh decks. Mm-hmm. I think it's like, cause the, the Mon they zoomed in on when they were talking about this was Houndoom. Oh, right. So I imagine it's like the instance of, well, you can find Houndour on 212 or whatever the route was. But now, if you go into the grotto with a fire-type Mon statue, you might find Houndoom down there. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. It might, be, it might you know, make finding specific Pokemon a little easier. But yeah. I doubt they'll add, like, you can only find this Pokemon in the underground, you know, or like something like that. They did specify that. Oh, they did. Oh, okay. Yes. Cool. Like the- you, you will only be able to find Houndoom, right. in the underground. But I, I'm pretty sure it's just going to be like evolutions. Yeah, yeah. That's what that I mean. That you wouldn't normally yeah. find in the wild. Yeah. Yeah. No, like new Pokemon in there. Yeah. Um, no. I'm as far as I look. I and I kept like a keen eye out on the trailer. I did not see a single Mon that was outside of the Sinnoh decks. Right, it makes sense. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's funny because, <laughs> sort of taking a step back before, I think I think we should move on to uh, Legends Arceus. Yeah, but, definitely. Um, I think it's funny because I was sort of I'm glad that you have have come so prepared, like looking up things that you like, you know, specifying very specific things because, like we said, it's been like two weeks, and I I, I sort of you know, pardon me, I was a little lazy this time around because I knew that you were going to come in and sort of have all the specifics. I'm like, I could just sort of rest easy and let, and let you remind me of everything. Like a lot, a lot of the times I'm noticing yeah. is like you being like, Oh, this is that. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That's happened like 20 times now, which you know, I, I am very thorough in note taking when I do take. Oh, those. Oh yeah. 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 So, yeah. But to, to maybe you should off, just host this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> my, 
Welcome to uh, the Lucaria, the Lucara cast. The Lucara with, with with your host, Shine Good Boy. I, I I screwed that up. I screwed that bit up so bad. It's okay. You can't win them all. I mean, hey, yep. you know, maybe maybe mm-hmm. you could start a podcast here now. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I have I have too much on my plate already. But uh, to finish it off on brilliant diamond shining pearl. Uh, we can expect to get our hands on these games November 19th. Yes. And there is a special Switch Lite because, of course, it is with uh, etchings of Dialga and Palkia on the back uh, that will be available with the game preloaded on November 5th. Oh, so some people are going to get the game early. No. Well, if they hack into the Switch, yes. But, oh, preloaded, right. I'm, yes. I, pe- people are going to do it, 100%. Oh, 100%, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pe- people are going to get that game on November 5th, which is, you know, a little bit unfortunate. There was another game that I remember. Well, I don't remember if it was a Pokemon game or not, but I remember, like, specifically people. Was it Let's Go Pikachu Eevee? That, like, people just, like, really? had the game, like, super early and were just, like, just showing a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Uh, it, um, it's it's oh, a little man, unfortunate, I... but... Oh man, I hope they don't spoil <laughs> the story. Diamond Shining Pearl for us. Yeah, I would say that's the thing. They can't really spoil too much. I guess it's a good thing that that is. of all things, it's the remakes that they're that they're spoiling. Cause... Oh boy, I hope they don't they don't show who the champion is. <laughs> I'm so they literally just showed it in the direct. <laughs> um, I'm so excited for like this. This just makes me so excited that people are going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, personally, Sinnoh is not my favorite games, but it is my second favorite games in the series or like the main series. Um, But so it does make me very happy that there will be kids who will be able to experience these games for the first time, you know, sort of in in the new generation. Because I know that a lot of people are less willing to play the older games because they're, you know, older games. So, yeah, uh, it's good that I'm I'm so happy. You know, I sort of gushed about it already, but like, I'm so happy that we're getting these remakes. You know, there's something to say about the quality of the games. But like at the end of the day, we should just be happy that we're getting them in the first place. Mm hmm. Uh, yeah. All right. I, yeah. And I can just, to fully leave it off, I am a Sinnoh fanboy. Gen 4 is my favorite oh, gen. Oh, yeah. You, you mentioned Lucario, like, yes. three times. <laughs> um, and also, sorry. literally, your icon on Discord is you in Lucas's getup with El Riolu. So, like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> that... I totally no, forgot. I totally forgot yeah, that was my Discord. I, I was going to say, you like Sinnoh? I can't tell. Yeah. I, I, one could say I'm a fan of Sinnoh. <laughs> Uh, but yes, I, I, I love Sinnoh. Platinum is my favorite Pokemon game. Mm-hmm. Um, but realistically, the the one I always prefer playing is the newest one. Oh, yeah. Because just, yeah. Uh, but yes, I, I am super excited for these. I oh. will most likely be streaming this. Oh, uh, me too. The day right. after. I was going to say, because I guess this is a good time to plug. We're both going to be streaming the game when it comes out. Yeah, I haven't streamed in like a month. <laughs> oh, it's okay. I have, I haven't either. Um, But, you know, on, literally like on the day, probably it comes out like at midnight. We'll see. I did it with Sword and Shield. I don't know if I'll do it with this game too. Oh, including Legends Arceus. I will also be streaming Legends Arceus as soon as I possibly can over on twitch.tv slash lilyseon. And then you, you want to give yourself a little plug, pluggy poo? Sure, I will also be, uh, st- my next stream will be November 19th. Oh, dude. <laughs> uh, I, 
my uh, my Twitch handle is twitch.tv slash DM goodest boy. Oh, goodest boy. Goodest yeah. boy, because uh, the original DM good boy is mine, but I forgot the password. <laughs> uh, is that also your your Twitter handle as well, or uh, is it DM twi- good boy? Twi- Twitter handle is just DM good boy. Okay, yeah, you mm-hmm. got You got to plug that Twitter too. Yes. All right, Legends Arceus. Let's talk about it. Oh Legends man, Arceus. I so I want to preface this, and I want to say. You know, long-time listeners of this podcast, this isn't directed at anyone in particular. In fact, this is directed at nobody because literally nobody has told me this, but I want to brag anyway. Uh, I told you so. (laughs) Um, Because uh, I have have specifically in my notes, you know, we, we... we never. I don't think we need to proceed this game with anything, so we're going to get right into it. And I want to say mm-hmm. that specifically, we know now that Pokemon will be appearing almost identically to the wild area, where they appear in. It depends on the weather. It depends on the time of day, and it and it rotates. Um, and what did I say about? I forget which episode I did, but I did. I talked about it extensively, where I theorized that the wild area in Sword and Shield was a test for an open world Pokemon game. But this is before Legends Arceus was ever announced, or before we knew anything about it. And like, I want to say that even like solidifying with like just taking, you know, mechanics directly from the wild area and putting it in this game, I am like pretty certain that I was right in that in that assumption that the wild area was just like a, like, you know, they were releasing sword and shield and like, Hey, let's put the wild area in so we can sort of gauge people's reactions about how they would feel about this sort of, you know, Oh, like Pokemon walking around in the wild appearing on different times of day with different weather patterns, things like that, you know? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so. Uh, yeah, I was, I was just listening. So I want to preface this section with something real quick. I may not play this game. Really? Now, I love Pokemon. Uh-huh. But obviously. Yeah, obviously. But I was not I am not the biggest fan of I the the easiest way to explain this cuz the obvious the obvious connection is Breath of the Wild. Oh yeah, of course. And I played some of Breath of the Wild. I did not get far. I think I made it to, like, the first Guardian. I got in the Guardian. I tried to fight the boss, and I failed. And I was just like, okay, what else can I do? I wandered in one direction for probably more miles than I should have and just stopped playing there. Mm -hmm. Granted, this is not new. I am not the biggest fan of the 3D Zelda genre. Right. Um, I, like, my favorite Zelda game is the Oracle games. Right, uh, that makes sense. Uh, Link Between Worlds, also in the 3DS. So, that is why I prefer the, the, I'm gonna say the usual Pokemon format. Right, yeah, it's just totally valid. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is such yes. a different change from the normal form- formula. Uh, I think that's funny. Because I'm in a very, very similar boat uh, as you with in terms of Breath of the Wild, but I think that it's coming from a different 
uh, reason because mm-hmm. I want I want to preface this by saying that I've I think I've said this before on this podcast, but I've literally never played a Legend of Zelda game before other than like the free Ocarina of Time 3D that came with my 3DS when I first bought it and I got to like the first dungeon and stopped playing. And mm. with, specifically with Breath of the Wild, I I own Breath of the Wild. I've had it since it came out and I literally haven't played. Like uh, on Christmas Day, I want to say, on, on Christmas Day, I got like, you know, the Christmas after Breath of the Wild came out, I got Breath of the Wild and I got Mario Odyssey. I, uh, I popped in Breath of the Wild into my Switch, played it for 12 minutes, and then stopped to play Odyssey, and I never opened it again. <laughs> um, I, I, and just, I know, just, it's a, it's a just crime. Quickly, just quickly, I'm in, like, literally the same boat. <laughs> I, I asked for a Switch for my graduation from college. Mm-hmm. And on my, from my graduation, or... On my graduation from college, I was given a gift bag, and in that gift bag was a Nintendo Switch, Breath of the Wild, and I think that. That was it. (laughs) Just Breath of the Wild? Just Breath of the Wild. So obviously, I played some Breath of the Wild, like I obviously explained. You wanted to play your Um, Switch. But on the cruise that we took also as part of the graduation sort of festivities um i had mario odyssey by then <laughs> yeah and i'm pretty sure i 100 percent i 100 <laughs> completed odyssey in the span of the cruise that's so funny i still haven't beaten odyssey um I'd it's good it. I, oh yeah i definitely i got pretty far i need to but um yeah, so like I'm in a similar boat with that. Where, but it's not that I necessarily didn't enjoy Breath of the Wild because I, I kind of, I was a little bit weary getting into Breath of the Wild because I didn't, I, I never played a Zelda game beforehand, and I know people had said it's very different. But yeah, um, like I, I was gonna sort of talk about how um I am, first of all, like even though I'm not the biggest fan of Breath of the Wild or really the open world genre, more on that in a second. Um, I'm still 100% going to play this game. I mean, it's a Pokemon game. You know, I've so I've played almost every Pokemon game there is in existence. So I want to, you know, I I just want to play it no matter what, even if I don't like it, which I doubt I will. Um, but uh, I didn't think that I would enjoy an open world game sort of getting into it um, when, when, when Legends Arceus was sort of announced. But weirdly enough that this, that this game has come up uh, now three times in in this podcast, Genshin Impact is also an open world game. And, you know, obviously by the fact that I talked about it earlier, I've been having an amazing time with Genshin. And it's like, and I absolutely adore the open world, um, you know, stuff in that game. I love that it's an open world game. Um, and it, you know, it's also probably going to make me eventually go back to Breath of the Wild and probably play it now that I know that I like open world games. Um, but mm-hmm. it sort of knowing that I enjoy them from Genshin, I'm very, I'm way more excited now than I was about Legends Arceus just because I feel like I'm going to enjoy it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Let, yeah let's, I, let's get into the actual meat and potatoes of this game. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, you know, it is a Pokemon game. Oh, of I'm, course. I'm probably gonna be on this podcast in February and be like, well, I've beat, I've beat Legends Arceus. Yeah, I 100% of the game. <laughs> <laughs> Completed the Pokedex. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so uh, we got a lot of information 
Oh, I know. Legends Arceus. It's it's daunting. We got so much to talk about. It's uh, honestly in in sort of in. It, I don't know what the word is. I was going to say in retrospect, but that's after the fact. Before the fact, I, it's not really that much. I think it's sort. You know, it was only like a like a like a twenty minute section on Legends Arceus. Yeah. Uh, I think um, it was only like fifteen. Right. I mean, like, yeah, like, like the directs, it's kind of good that the directs aren't super long. They don't really reveal that much stuff. So like, we, it's not going to take like 20 years to cover every single little thing that was revealed, but uh, it's also yeah, that, nice that we didn't have a treehouse event afterwards where like, oh they just my play it for two hours. I know I was going to say, I'm I like every time there's a Pokemon presents and they were, and they're like teasering a new game. I'm like, please don't have a treehouse. I don't want to, I don't like the tree watching the treehouses because I just don't really like watching people just like try out new games. I want to experience it for myself. Yeah. I would 100% watch it if there was a treehouse. I mean, I feel like I'd be kind of obligated because I talk about it on this podcast. So True, yeah. I was, I'm very happy that there has not yet been like a treehouse for a Pokemon game. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so I think one of the wonderful things that we learned in Legends Arceus is we learned our goal. And oh, our, yeah. our goal is to complete the first ever Hisui Pokedex for Hisui. the uh, Galaxy Expedition team. Gee, I wonder yeah, what that de- name's a reference Definitely to. not evil in any way possible definitely not evil definitely not uh the roots of an evil organization that uh will come to be thousands of years later Um, it's i made a tweet about it i think it's funny that they're like like literally like they you know they're like oh the the galaxy federation or the the what what was it it was a galaxy federation galaxy expedition team galaxy expedition team it's like oh the galaxy expedition team it's like you're working for these guys they're really cool and really nice and then it's like 10 minutes earlier they're like fight the evil team galactic and their world ending plans it's like okay (laughs) you're not slick no yeah exactly It, like, it is okay. pretty funny, and I think were you the one to bring up that the one character that was like in the trailer could almost be like Cyrus's ancestor? Yeah, Silene, because she looks just like him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, she looks, and, and actually, it, like, because uh, I get you know, I guess we'll talk. I guess we could talk about this now. But the um, the 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 dude that you're sort of doing expeditions for, uh, I think his name is like commander kamado uh he is confirmed to be an ancestor of professor rowan oh uh, i didn't yeah. know that that's really cool yeah so he so he's the ancestor of professor rowan so i think it's i think it's totally you know within the realm of possibility for for Silene to be the ancestor of cyrus i mean like have you seen her she looked exactly like cyrus yep. no, yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, so you know yeah i did bring up in a tweet i was like so she's evil right like this is this is definitely like Cyrus, like baby Cyrus. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Another another notable thing, and I don't want to get too much into this, but correct me if I'm wrong. We were told this is ancient Sinnoh, right? Mm-hmm. If we were told this is ancient Sinnoh, one, why does the Galaxy Expedition team building look like it's from Galar? Complete with a Galarian wheezing smokestack. Yeah, that's. I was sort of wondering that too. It's it's like the game is kind of bringing us into into the belief that this is supposed to be like super far in the past. Yet there's like industrial 
abilities, you know, and, which which is interesting. And yet the dude who gives us our starters legitimately looks like he traveled back in time wearing a purple sweater vest under his lab coat. It's it's interesting, certainly. Well, I well mean, we're like, running around in samurai gear. It does kind of make sense because, I mean, the area that we that like you that all of this place is located is what will be in the future jubilife city so it's like it's right. already technologically advanced more so because like i you know correct me if i'm wrong i'm not a history buff but like i'm pretty sure that like there were play there were times in history where like you know countries like america were already industrialized and then there's like you know there's some countries in, in you know in asia and stuff that are like still in super super like you know super early levels mm-hmm. of, of development in terms of like technology so it's like you know it's not totally in the under their own possibility that like certain places are more technologically advanced than others it's just weird to because because immediately what i think when i see that is so do legends arceus and sword and shield happen at the same time <laughs> it, i i guess diamond is diamond pearl and platinum just two thousand years into the future Oh my god, could you imagine? Where it's like, oh man, that would be interesting. I was Every- I'm thinking, are there like any like relationships like between the like the regions in Diamond and Pearl? You know, do they like mention other regions like at the same at or like any events that happen sort of at the same time? I mean I, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but that's Neither can it's I. an interesting uh interesting theory. Maybe maybe it could be it's, true. It's just it's so it's so weird to me. Right. Yeah, we've gotten a lot of a lot of sort of world building information, and it, you know, I mean, really just that, but like, it's so interesting. Mm-hmm. It is weird. I agree. It's it's very weird. I sort of like one of, one of my biggest thoughts coming out from the direct was it's like you know, like you mentioned the the smokestacks. It's like I thought yeah. this was supposed to be like super far in the past. <laughs> Why are there like you know industrial furnaces and stuff? Yeah. Why but, are Why are all of these people living in like? houses made of logs and parchment while here we just have a brick and mortar town hall (laughs) i mean you know who knows maybe 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 there'll be an explanation for it i mean like we're literally dealing with the region where the the pokemon the the legendary pokemon are the gods of time and space so like there could be some time shenanigans going on you know what i didn't think of that (laughs) like it's literally the time pokemon is like one of the four so you know i yeah, you know, I didn't think of that, so let's <laughs> let's move on from this topic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, the, one one last thing. It's sort of mm-hmm. like, because I, I guess, you know, the the biggest thing about this, this series, or that we know so far, is it's revolving around Arceus, which right. is so interesting to me, because, like, first of all, Arceus has never gotten any love in the past. Um, so I'm really interested to see... Like, I'm pretty sure the most lore that we got out of Arceus was in the movie. Other than that, like, we don't know anything about him. Most people know uh, Arceus because uh, they hacked the, what's it <laughs> called? Yeah, the event. The in... Azure, I think it's called, like, the Azure Flute. Yeah, the Azure like that. Flute. Like, yeah. you would just be scrolling through, your like, your little action replay and, like, what's the Azure Flute do? And then, like, you just download it and then it's like, whoa, there's another legendary Pokemon at the top yeah. of this hill! And there's, like, an insane, like, thing that goes along with it. You get, like, an egg that hatches into, like, one of the three, like, Dialgapalkia and Giratina or something. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, like, and th- th- I remember specifically there was, like, like in the cutscene where you get the egg, it, like, 
it shows like real pictures of real places. It sort of like goes through like a big, you know, like a slideshow of like real world places. Cause it's kind of like showing you like, Oh, time and space. And it shows like a real night sky and like a real forest is, it, 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 you know, it kind of messed me up as a kid seeing that stuff in like a, like a, you know, a 2d sprite based Pokemon game. I was like, what the, mm-hmm. yeah, it's weird. But yeah, I mean, like, I'm so excited to see what they do with, with Arceus. I mean, like, that could also be the explanation why things are, like, don't really make any sense. It's, I mean, it's Arceus we're dealing with here, you know? He can do whatever he wants. So I just looked it up because I was confused, because uh, I was, uh, I was curious. Uh-huh. The Azure Flute, uh, I, I got the name right, which is oh, yeah. oh, amazing yeah. to me. Um, yeah, definitely the Azure Flute is supposed to be the activating item for an Arceus event, but it was never distributed. Mm-hmm. So he's still in the game. It was just never given out. Right. Um, yeah. Apparently, the Azure Flute was not distributed, according to Junuchi Masuda, because it was too confusing for players to use. What? Which, well, you know, uh... it's really it's really interesting because nowadays we can just mystery gift. And, <laughs> exactly. And and they can just be like, "Hey, you want to you want to go get yourself this cool new monkey? Stop by <laughs> your local GameStop and turn on your Switch." Exactly. Yeah, you know, there there there's something to be said about the way that they that they do like event Pokémon now. Mm-hmm. For topic for another episode, but I'll, right, you know yeah. it's pretty it's pretty disappointing mm-hmm. how they don't have really events anymore. I'm trying to see, like, if there's any. I'm trying to see. I'm looking at the event or like the Hall of Origin. I'm trying to see like what if if I'm if I'm remembering that event correctly. Hold, on, let me see this. I'm looking at Bulbapedia to see if maybe if there's like because I remember specifically you get an egg of like one of the three trio i want to look this up uh so i'm actually looking at the azure flute right now so uh mystery gift must be used to receive a wonder card with the azure flute which you get from the pokemon delivery man like you did with all of those key items um must also enter oh. the hall of fame when the player reaches the spear pillar at the top of mount coronet and steps one tile north from the entrance they will be prompted to use the flute which will play a unique and eerie tune and reload the spear pillar map with a steep staircase that leads to the hall of origin mm-hmm. i remember what i was talking about it wasn't even in diamond and pearl there was a there was an event in heart golden sil silver where if you had an arceus on your team you could talk to a guy in the um in the ruins in the ruins and he would give you or he would like you would go to this like crazy like palace with like you know like sigils of like Dialgapalka and Giratina and you would have and Cynthia would walk out and give you a choice between Di- Dialgapalka and Giratina at level 1 oh yeah which is so interesting. I totally like erased this event from my mind. It's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> that like that's just that's just something we don't even t- ever talk about anymore. Like Cynthia's like, "Hey, you want a god? I I'm <laughs> handing them out for free. I got yeah. two. I got three of them." It's like, what is she doing with those? Well, uh, pick your poison, space, time, hell. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right, let's 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 get back on track with that. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. What? So. Oh, there's so much. 
yes. Uh, so it looks like ultimately, uh, like I mentioned before, we are uh, we are tasked with completing the first Pokedex for the region. Mm-hmm. Um, we are to do this through what they called survey outings. Oh yeah, which it's are like supposed to be like research missions. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah. Uh, it also looks like we have. Uh, I I played a little bit of Monster Hunter. It looks like we have like little <laughs> campsites mm-hmm. that we're able to like stock up at and heal at. Yeah, you can um, craft. You can craft Pokeballs now. Yes, I did. I do remember I'm that. I'm so excited. I love crafting systems mm-hmm. in games. It's like one of my favorite things. Like resource yeah. collecting so you can craft is like my favorite aspect of games. It's yeah. so fun. Uh, we can combat roll. So this is officially the Dark Souls of Pokemon. <laughs> Literally. Um, I, I want to not go over the obviously cool stuff yet. Oh, um, like the the fact that you can die in the game. I was actually just about to say, <laughs> uh, you. So Pokemon not only can attack you, but there are. Uh, this is like a plot point. There will be Pokemon with red glowing eyes that will super aggro you. Oh, I know it's so funny. And There's will, so many memes. Something, something interested. Uh, something interesting that I took note of that. I don't know how to feel about, but might be, like, the nail in the coffin as to why I don't play the game, are the ba- is the new battle system. Oh, the, ba- the battle system. It's it's weird. So, it looks like it is, I, I said pseudo-speed-based. Mm-hmm. Where it's not just, I take my turn, you take your turn. It'll be like, I take my turn, then you take your turn. And then I'm going to take two turns. Yeah, because I'm faster than you. Because I'm faster than you, but you'll still have your turn. And then after my two turns, you can have another turn. Yeah, and then I'll have two more turns. <laughs> it's, it, exactly. yeah, it's interesting. It, sound, or, it's, it sounds to me like going up against a Pokemon like a Crobat, again, having like a super slow Pokemon is going to be excruciating. <laughs> Crobat will take five turns before you get one. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh and then not only that, but you can manipulate how many, a- I think they call them actions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can manipulate how many actions you have by choosing a style for the move. Oh, that's right. Is it like so, uh, agile and strong? Agile and strong. And basically the difference is the strong style, you are going to hit harder, but you will have less actions uh, coming up in the fight. And if you do agile style... It, you will not hit as hard, but you should have an, uh, another action right after. Mm-hmm. So, uh, this is really odd. I I know I personally am not a fan of it immediately because mm-hmm. it is not the Pokemon battle formula that I'm used to. Yeah, that's totally understandable. Mm-hmm. I, I'm excited for it because it's something new, but like I'm also a little bit worried that I'm not going to like it. Yeah, you know, uh, change is change is scary, but like it's also exciting. But at the same time, it looks like you're not going to have to battle everything mm-hmm. because this was like in like the first trailer. You could just straight up catch some Pokemon. Yeah, you could just run around and catch them. Like you could just like <laughs> crouch through some grass. You're like, oh man, look at that 
uh, Starly. I had to remember what the bird was. Uh, it's like Pokemon Gen Four fan, Go. by the way. Hey, <laughs> the birds all blend together. No, you're right. The birds, yeah, no, you're, you're totally especially right. Starly and Pidove. Oh my god. Um, but yes. Yeah, so I said here that battles were clearly not the focus of the game. No. Which makes sense, because battles are the focus of the mainline games. Yeah. And, you know, you know it's sort of like, battles are scary now. You can, like, mm-hmm. legitimately die in the game, like, as a trainer, so, like, yeah. you should avoid them, you know? Yeah, it's exactly. Like, it's interesting. I, I kind of like you know, that they did, like, looking at it in sort of a game, like, a you know, a game theory kind of way, it's like... You know, it's like, oh, the battles are are more dangerous, but they're also, like, you don't want to be in them anyway. You know, Mm -hmm. so it's kind it kind of benefits it a little bit. It's interesting. Yeah, it's like it seems like it's gonna be a very like, like a it's almost it almost feels like it's gonna be kind of a stealth game, like uh, partially. You know, yeah, like crouching around looking for. I was about to say it definitely seems like it's one of those games where it's like you can either, uh, like, you can almost get by like uh, a pacifist sort of yeah. route oh i'm sure there's gonna be a pacifist like or like not taking any damage on your trainer like challenges <laughs> just, oh, just like have the entire like no hit dark souls community like pick up this game it's like oh. today today i'll be attempting a run where i do not get hit in pokemon <laughs> legends that of actually sounds really cool i would watch i would watch that in a i'd watch it too uh but uh let's let's finish off talking about legends of arceus with the important stuff. The stuff that I especially was not expecting. Oh, yeah. Like what? We have two new Pokemon. Oh, yes. In Legends Pokemon. Arceus. And two new forms. Mm-hmm. So, the two new Pokemon that we have uh, have been shown are Weirdeer. I think <laughs> I'm pronouncing that right. Which is the evolution of Stantler. Such a good idea. I'm so happy that Stantler finally got an evolution. Speaking of mons that needed evolutions to be at least a little bit relevant. Dunsparce? Hopefully. Um, <laughs> Basculegion oh. is the evolved form of Basculin. I love Basculegion. Basculegion looks so cool. It looks like it's supposed to be Water Ghost. Is it? I think, hold on. Do, uh, I think we know the types of them. Um... Basque, uh, yes, because Basque it is Legion, water ghost. Yes, wow. Basque Legion's Pokedex entry talks about how uh, it is basically like the amalgamation of the souls of like lost brethren. Yeah, that's oh, that's so cool. Such yeah. a good, such a good design. Mm-hmm. Um, also, um, Weirdeer is normal psychic, as which is you as know, to be expected, yeah, as expected. You know, and then the other psychic type, the cool one, is. Uh, Hisuian Braviary is Psychic Flying. It looks really cool. And then, of course, let's finish off with the most important (laughs) Pokemon ever to be revealed ever. Hisuian Crowlith. Such a good, such a good design. Oh my god. The goodest, the goodest boy. The goodest of boys ever. He is so good. If you do not know what Hasuian Growlithe looks like, 
please look it up. Just I I I I am almost like a hundred percent certain that anyone listening to this that doesn't apply to anyone because your Twitter feed has probably been absolutely ravished with this Pokemon on the day of, uh, when it was announced. Oh yes, <laughs> it's that. I I obviously one of the things that makes it so cute is it has the hair over the eyes. Mm-hmm. We rock all fire type too. Yes, rock fire is a very cool typing. It is. Um, and like I like the reasoning is like I think they actually they talk about it in the trailer, but I skipped through that part. I think the hair is supposed to have like hardened. Yeah, it's like a it's like a helmet. Yeah. Um, but like like I was saying, the hair comes down in front of the eyes. As we know from the anime, sometimes all you need to become a main character in the anime is a little bit of hair over your eyes, right, Evie? Exactly. You're you're right. But yes, oh. uh, Hisuian Growlithe is the cute, like so cute. It's Growlithe so... was already a cute mon mm-hmm. because it's just a dog that can breathe fire, and mm-hmm. he's actually known as the puppy Pokemon. <laughs> I oh, it's so good. I wonder, you know, um, Hisuian Braviary makes me think. I wonder if we'll get uh, Hisuian. Oh my god, what's the name of this? Mandibuzz. You know, because Braviary and Mandibuzz are sort of parallels. Huh. Or like, you know, they're kind of like double, you know. They're not parallels, but they're they're, they're kind they're like they're they're, they're version exclusives to each they're other. They're both they're both they are both like the Gen 5 late bird. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I wonder if we'll, we'll I wonder if we'll also get a, a version of uh, of Mandibuzz. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh I do feel like Rufflet is Rufflet the pre evolved form, that's the name, right? Yeah, baby, yeah. yeah. I, I have a feeling it's gonna be like a, a coughing to Galarian wheezing situation where yeah. Ruffin stays the same. I'm sure. Yeah, um, they probably would have showed it if it didn't. Exactly. I'm... Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly the thought process, right? Like Hasui and Growlithe is not going to evolve into normal Arcanine. <laughs> normal Arcanine. In fact, actually, something I want to say is um. Judging by the fact that we've got that this happened like multiple times in Sword and Shield, we'll probably get a new Pokemon from Hisuian Growlithe. You think? Like instead of Hisuian Arcanine, we'll probably it'll like it's sort of like a um. I didn't think of that. Like a like like uh, Galarian Meowth evolving into a Perserker instead of Persian. We'll probably right. get something like that. I didn't think of that. I was just thinking. Um, <laughs> How are they going to turn this big, big doggo into a, a rock man? Well, that's like, not know? that's not hard because <laughs> no. my initial, my original thought that I just had was uh, the lion statues. Oh, and that's, that's a great and, point, and, and that's why it kind of works into rock. Obviously, this is a dog, but <laughs> um, it's the same sort of concept, right? Oh yeah, where like. Uh, the one that I the, the the most recent one we were talking about Mario Odyssey uh the Jaggy mm-hmm. in the Sand World it's like yeah. one it's like it's gonna be like one of those but oh yeah I'm like a hundred percent certain that's gonna be what it is yeah it's like that just that's very sort of in like in Japanese culture and obviously you know right Sinnoh is like probably one of or at least you know Hisui is probably like one of the most Japanese inspired regions we've gotten so far. One hundred percent. Um, is Sinnoh is supposed to be like the Southern Isle of Japan, isn't it? Yeah, I'm. Uh, 
I think most of them. Are, I think every all of them up until Gen Five is uh, supposed to be in Japan. I know, like, because Kanto, Johto, and Hoenn are all like actual places in Japan, and like you know, or like sort of based on based on the regions of Japan. Uh-huh. I'm um, looking. I'm and looking then, it up right now. Yes, yes. Okay, so. Oh yeah, you are right. So Sinnoh is the North Island. Of oh, because of um, because of Snowpoint. Yes. That makes perfect sense. Uh, it's yeah. the one with the mountain at the top. <laughs> Hoenn is the South Island. Johto and Kanto are right next to each other, like uh, like a southern part of the main isle. And then I like this diagram. I'm going to send this to you in Discord <laughs> real quick. Uh, uh-huh. um, they, went, <laughs> they went to the effort to make sure we knew that uh, the string of islands coming off of Japan is supposed to be the Sevi Islands from oh, the, Fire Red and Leaf Green. That is pretty cool, though, I will say. Oh, I, definitely, oh, I, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. You can totally see the the resemblance between the, like, Sinnoh especially. Like, oh, that's, yeah. That's exactly what the Sinnoh map looks like. Yep. That's crazy. I didn't know they were that based on it. Mm-hmm. Hoenn, too. That's cool. Yeah, and then I want to, obviously, it's a little off topic, but... I know Gen 5 is supposed to be New York. Yeah. Like New York City, that area. Yeah, yeah, New York City. I would know a thing or two about that. Um, <laughs> and uh, then Gen 6 is pretty obvious. Gen 6. That's from why it was France. Yep. I had to remember. Mm-hmm. I have to remember if that one was. <laughs> I, 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 had to th- I had to say in my head, that's XY, not Sun Moon. Sun Moon oh, is yeah. obviously Hawaii. Sun, yeah, Sun Moon is Hawaii. Sword and Shield, uh, England. Scotland, Britain. Just that area. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, completely off topic. Real quick, I, you know, we'll, we'll continue. So this mm-hmm. is a very, like, tangent-based episode. I mean, it, it's kind of part for the course if we're, you know, if there's two people, there's going to be tangents. Uh, something exactly. that normally doesn't happen on this podcast is, like, tangents because, I, you know, I'm talking to myself. It's nice for a change. Yeah. Um, but uh, I remember last time specifically I talked about – the last episode I talked about the trailer for uh, Hop and Leon in Pokemon Masters, and yep. I was so taken off by the fact that they were British. Like, I know that they're British. Like, that makes perfect sense that they're British, but, like, just hearing their voices in British was so jarring to me for some reason. It's so weird. Exactly. Like, it's not something you think of, right? Because yeah. even if you take the anime, the anime is going to start out in Japanese. Exactly. So they're not going to sound British when they're speaking Japanese. Yeah. If they can do uh, that, you know, God bless those voice actors. That's pretty impressive. I'm, I'm sure there's like a British Japanese, uh, you know, sort of variant accent. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I actually kind of want to look that up now. Yeah. Or like a like a like a like a British person learning Japanese or yep. like becoming fluent in Japanese. I'm yep. sure. Like some sort of dialect sort of thing. Yeah, because like you know, I've heard from people who like you know are native native to japan or fluent in, in japanese say that like well any language really there's like 100 percent like you know just it's so interesting to think about that like um you know because in in english there are accents obviously like you know a japanese accent southern accent it's like a german accent people who like are coming from different languages speaking in our language and you know you can tell what language they speak originally because of the cadences and the way right. they talk it's so interesting to think about the fact that there's like there are american accents for every language in the world yeah definitely it's so weird <laughs> it's, it's, it, it it it's it, it messes me up thinking mm-hmm. about it i don't like to think about it 
so it's like it. I mean, it makes sense that you know that there would be a, a like an an English like a British accent for someone who like is learning Japanese or any language really. Yeah, you're right. So weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> language is so weird. Anyway, um, would, yeah. Would you like me to wrap up Legends Arceus real quick? Is, yeah, sure. A, a, is there anything else on Legends Arceus that you would like to mention? I don't think there's real. I mean, like I'm excited for it. I, I, I think I think that's 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 obvious to say. It's yeah. like this direct just only solidified my excitement. I think for everybody, mm-hmm. just how excited we are for this game. Maybe not. You know, I know you're excited for the game. You, you said you're not going to play it most likely, or maybe. But I'm excited to see what the game does. Oh yeah, like yeah, that's valid. At at the very least, I am going to sit back. Maybe I'll watch someone play through the game. Mm-hmm. Um. But I'm excited to see what they do with this game that will affect the Pokemon series going forward. Yep. And All right, let's you... let's wrap up the the last of Legends Earth. We're getting real yes. long in this episode. Oh, yeah, we are. <laughs> uh, you it's can expect fine. to get your hands on Legends RCS January twenty eighth, twenty twenty two. Oh, that's so soon. It's literally two months after BDSP. God, I don't, is that even get? Well, okay, what am I about? I was just about to say, is that going to be enough time to complete the game? Of course it is. <laughs> I'm going to be oh, playing that game I'm, nonstop once I get it. Uh, yeah, I'm going to get my hands on BDSB on the 19th, and I'll literally be at Cynthia on Sunday. Oh, spoiler, by the way. Uh, Cynthia is <laughs> what the, the What the heck? Come on, what the heck? <laughs> No, no. I mean, me too. I'm literally like, oh, I get, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat the game so fast. Not that I want to yep. enjoy it. And the final, the final thing that they talked about in the direct, uh, which was honestly very interesting to me. Both of these games, not just BDSP, but also Legends Arceus, will be home compatible. Oh, yes. That's so cool. Yes, in 2022. And that made me think, maybe these mods are going to find themselves being added to Sword and Shield. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, I mean, like, Sword and Shield is still, like, all things considered, pretty early in its lifetime. So, or, you know, kind of. So, like, like, I would, and they've already, you know, shown that they could do DLC. I would not be surprised if they're like, hey, we're going to add, like, the new Pokemon we added at Legends Arceus and Sword and Shield. You can use them competitively, you know? That'd be cool. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of competitive as well, uh, they also mentioned that ranked battles are going to stay in Sword and Shield. So you will not be able to do ranked battles in uh, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl. It's a little unfortunate. Yeah, I know some people were upset about that. All I care about is that I'm going to be able to one day bring my shiny Turtwig into Sword and Shield <laughs> and yeah. play with him in my campsite. Yeah, exactly. See that and and ending on a high note. Exactly. All right. Well, so yeah, let's uh let's move on to the final segment of today. Everyone's favorite segment. We talk about a random move every episode. Uh, I you know I guess we could we could do the same thing. I I mean like, do you want to try and guess it based on the number? <laughs> there are numbers to these moves. They are numbered. I highly doubt that you would ever be able to do it. I it's kind of a stupid question in retrospect. Now that I think about it, you know what? Uh, Let's go for it. I I want to see if I can randomly guess this move based on its up. number. <laughs> let me see. Let me look it up. Also. How how do these moves have numbers? 
Uh, they're, I mean, they're just numbered on Bulbapedia. That's all I, that's what I use. I just randomly generate a number from like one to like, like 866, I think is, I, including like the G-Max moves, uh, did you Z say moves eight, and also did you shadow say moves. 1866? No, 866. 866. There's only, there's only 800 moves in Pokemon? Yeah, there's less moves in Pokemon than there are Pokemon. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> no, it doesn't at all. You're right. I mean, I guess it makes sense. They add less moves than they do Pokemon, like, per generation. All right, anyway, today this move is number 266. Two? There's, like, no frame of reference for, like, what, like, you know. <laughs> 266? Yeah, in the list. Oh, uh... <laughs> All right, so I'm 600 shy of the last move. <laughs> um, uh huh. Oh, you're right. Uh, yeah, exactly. Funny enough, uh, I'm just gonna. I, I kind of wish I knew how many moves were in Generation One. Oh, I don't because... know. I might be able to but tell you. you know, Hold on. I'm not. I'm not gonna cheat or anything. But I just want to make sure that this move actually only became a thing in Generation 2. Okay, yeah. Uh, because there's a 2 in front, I'm going to guess Generation 2. Yeah. Mega Horn. No. It was a good try. Uh, I will say, before I tell you what move it is, uh, there's 165 moves in Gen 1. Which is actually a lot. There was more moves than there were Pokemon back then. Gen 2 Back added, then. like, Gen 2, whoa, whoa, hold on a minute. Are you telling me? Oh, I don't know why I'm how, so surprised. Yeah, how are, you looking, how? how are you looking this up? I want to know, because there, I'm on there's a, there's a page on Bulbapedia that's it's just list of moves, and it shows every single move in order, just, like, by number. Um, but I will say that huh. the, the, the number of moves in Gen 2 is exactly one shy of how many Pokemon were in the game at that point. There was 252 in Gen 2, and there's 251 moves in Gen 2. Well, hold on. Oh. And then and then Gen 3 is two fi- two f- 354, and there's 356 Pokemon in Gen 3. I know, I know how many Pokemon were added in each generation, by the way. I guess I should have prefaced that. Um... I'm gonna keep going with this. How many how many moves were there at the end of Gen Four? Four sixty seven. Okay, that's way less because there were four ninety three at the end of Gen Four. So they they sort of started to they started to go down after Gen Four. This is really. so weird. <laughs> and then, oh, Gen Gen Five is when I lose my confidence in how many moves how many Pokemon there were. But five fifty nine at the end of Gen Five. Didn't Gen Five only have like sixty or eighty? Yeah, Gen 5 didn't have that many. And then even less in Gen 6, which doesn't surprise me. Uh, 621 at the end of Gen 6. Uh, Gen 7, I think, added way more moves. With, like, all the Z moves and stuff, it added... Yeah, all of all of the Z moves are listed twice because they can be physical and special. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit of a cheaty thing. And then I, I do want to say, I don't think I mentioned this, the, the list of uh, all of the moves in my random number generation also includes shadow moves from XD. I do I think remember I did, that. I think that was yeah. last episode or the episode before that you actually it was, did a shadow yeah. move. It was a couple before. It was uh-huh. cool, yeah. 
All right. Anyway, let's let's. I haven't even told you what the actual move is yet. What was the number two sixty six? Two sixty six. Do you want to say it? Yes, because I'm looking at it right now. Two sixty six is follow me. Wait, what? Did I say the number wrong? I think you said the number wrong because we totally planned this. <laughs> okay, you didn't need to give it away. Hold on. You Did said I say the number? What's the number? Oh, 226. I'm so stupid. Well, would you, would you care to tell me what movie I would, hold up, hold, is? Hold up, hold up. I was too off. 224 is Megahorn. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, I wish I... I God, I wish I got it right the first time. I would have been so impressed. Oh, my God. That's, I am impressed. That's funny. I... I came you too were too off. You were literally too off. That's, That's amazing. Okay. All right. But 226 is Baton Pass. Mm-hmm. Funny we talked uh, talked in length about the competitive viability oh, of Frostlass. <laughs> where we, well, right now we can just quickly touch on Baton Pass is such a busted move. Literally so busted. After in, in... Gen... It was Gen 7 when they had to ban it, right? Well, yeah. Something Be- like that. Because, uh, funny we're talking about it on this podcast, the move that got it banned was Extreme Evo Boost. Was it really? <laughs> yes, because Extreme Evo Boost was the EV exclusive Z move that would give oh. plus two to every stat. And Eevee can learn Baton Pass. Exactly. Since Eevee can learn Baton Pass, basically what you would do is you would uh, give Eevee the Eveenium Z or whatever it was called, right? Yeah, whatever. Do it. Do an extreme Evo boost and then just pee. Oh. Okay, well, uh, I... I, I, I think he's gone. All right. Well, uh, let's talk about Baton Pass. Baton Pass is uh, a non-damaging normal type move introduced in Generation 2. Uh, in Generation 8, it is TR-29. It was not a TM before then. Uh, but I'm probably just going to speed through this uh, <laughs> uh, this this move tutor because good lord is it uh, almost up like we are we are skirting on the final moments of this episode like the allotted time that I have available super long episode um, I'll go into that in just a second but uh, baton pass. Uh, switches out the user, passing all temporary stat stage increases and decreases onto the Pokemon that replaces in battle. Uh, it also passes some volatile status conditions, namely confusion, getting pumped, taking aim, can't escape, ability suppression, leech seed, curse, substitute, ingrain, power trick, heal block, embargo, perish song, magnet rise, and aqua ring. Um... Baton Pass, no matter what type of Pokeball the user was captured in, the animation will always display a normal Pokeball. Um, From Generation 5 onwards, Baton passes the effect of Telekinesis. Uh, That's pretty much it. Uh, You know, um, (laughs) before Cody abruptly left, uh, you know, he mentioned that, uh, yes, it is banned in most competitive formats because of how overpowered it is, because you can just kind of 
there's a lot of different combinations that are really, really good. I'm not going to go into it right now because, frankly, I don't have enough time to. Uh, but hopefully you know what I mean if you're a Pokemon player. You can sort of understand why it would be so powerful. Uh, you can essentially set up as any Pokemon you want and then just transfer all those stats to another Pokemon. Um, but... Yeah, I think uh, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna just uh, end it there for Baton Pass. Nothing really else to say. It's it's Baton Pass. What do you expect? Yada yada. Uh, nothing. You know, it's it's a very simple move, but it has just because Pokemon is such a complex name, it ha- game. It has such a complicated sort of structure to it, just inherently. So uh, maybe we can talk about Baton Pass in depth another time. Uh, but you know. I doubt it. Uh, anyway, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I kind of have to wrap up the, the outro pretty quickly, too. Um, but uh, today's episode was a little bit different. You know, we had a, we had a guest on, and I usually have that. And, you know, uh, Cody was much more sort of in, in the prepared realm than I was, like I talked about before. Uh, so he, he sort of took the lead for a lot of the times. So I hope you enjoyed, uh, you know, our dynamic. I kind of, I you know, I let him sort of take the lead. Um over me you know I wanted to give him some time in the spotlight because he was so you know so so very kind to be my guest on today's episode um if everyone likes having him on I'll probably have him on in the future you know I I really enjoyed having him on and I I hope you guys did too uh other than that uh next week will be of course a normal episode just yours truly um but until then thank you so so very much for listening please make sure to give um cody a follow over on uh twitter.com i think at dm good boy and then his twitch is dm goodest boy um and similarly i again will be streaming these two games on my twitch twitch.tv slash lily uh like the night or the morning after they come out so expect that <laughs> um So thank you all so much for listening. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day, and I will see you in the next one. Bye!